You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Good evening, thanks for listening to episode 108 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast on Friday the 19th of January with me, Charlotte Greenway. The cold snap has rather put paid to nearly all jumps racing in Britain this week and sadly this weekend looks pretty sparse. However, there is still hope that Lingfield's meeting on Sunday will go ahead having lost day one of their Winter Million Festival on Friday. The feature race on Sunday is the Fleur de Lise Chase, in which Lon Presse will be returning to the track for the first time since unseating Charlie Deutsch at the last in the 2022 King George. It won't be an easy assignment though, as Dan Skelton has grade one winning chaser Protectorat in there, who ran an eye-catching race in a handicap last time at Cheltenham. If Lingfield does get the green light, trainer Gavin Cromwell will have two fancied runners coming over from Ireland and explained to Nick earlier this week why it's so appealing to have runners at this meeting. Well, look, there's obviously we've the Dublin Racing Festival coming up in a few weeks' time, but um, you know if you do go here, you've, you've, you've lots of time from here to Cheltenham. Um, listen, they're not all going to be going to the festival either, but um, there's great, great money um, on offer and. Um, we'd love to take a piece of it. And I suppose um, you've got the you've got the issue with a horse like only by night. You've got also in the in the Rossington Main at Haydock on Saturday, which looks which looks very unlikely. So would Lingfield be the more obvious target for for that horse? You've got in a she got her in a, a just a nice mare's novice hurdle, but a very valuable mare's novice hurdle, and she's on a, she's on a four timer. Yeah. Um... It would be it would be nice to. It's a pity that um, declarations are for Saturday first, and and if, you know it's maybe unlikely to go ahead. But um, um, it might actually Saturday's race might actually look a slightly easier race. So um, that's a hard one to play. But um, I'd say we'll probably end up just having to go aim for Sunday. Mm, yeah, exactly. You got to just got to get a run under a belt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, if she doesn't go to either of these, she can go to the Salarina or. All right, how how good do you think she is? Uh, well, listen, she's unbeaten for us so far, and, and uh, we do like her a lot. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But I think she is quite good. Uh, and do you think she's capable of mixing it with geldings in graded company? I suppose is the is the key. I don't see why not. Um, her work is very solid solid at home here, and with her mares alone, since she 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 absolutely good. And and a, a a a bang two miler for the moment, or are you are you itching to get her up in in, in distance? I'm not in a hurry to get her up in distance, um, but I think she will stay plenty further as well. Whilst we won't get to see the clash between El Fabiolo and John Bond this weekend after Ascot was abandoned, we will get to see the Cheveley Park-owned pair of Alaho and Envoy Allen take each other on at Thurless on Sunday in the Horse and Jockey Chase. Both top-class horses on their day, it's sure to be an exciting clash and will no doubt further shape the betting for the Ryanair in March. 
Henry de Bromhead joined Nick on the podcast this week and spoke about Envoy Allen. But first, he began by breaking the news that 2022 Gold Cup winner Aplutar had been retired and discussed whether this had been a hard decision to come to. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. We just, uh, yeah, look, he's just been disappointing, obviously, since uh, he just hasn't been himself at all. Since the Gold Cup, uh, we thought we had reasons last year and, uh, I, I, you know, we, we tried everything and, yeah, he just doesn't seem to be himself. And do you think it's a case of one of those where he just gave, he laid the lot out on Gold Cup Day because he was so brilliant that day? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, I, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not sure, but it, it, like I say, he's just, he just isn't what he was, sadly, yeah. But, but for you, uh, an absolute talisman you know, through, through some, some extraordinary years of achievement on, on the race course. How would, you, how would you sum him up in a few sentences as, a, uh, as an athlete? Oh, sure. Look, he was very special. You know, he's one of the best horses we've ever had. Um, you know, like, you know, he was visually impressive, obviously, uh, so impressive in the Gold Cup. But uh, even I think he was uh, top three or four in the last 30 years, uh, top three or four rated Gold Cup winners in the last 30 years. So, I mean, that that says it all I think yeah but yeah look he had everything you know um, it was hard to believe a horse with his pace uh, you know would 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 have the stamina for, for a gold cup like uh, I think it was I can't remember what year it was but when he won the when he beat Shaquem Poursois at Leopardstown in the two mile grade one uh, and the following year he came back and won the Savills you know um, yeah, look he was he was just a, as I say a very special horse same colours a big race at Thurless at the weekend, and you've got uh, Envoy Allen entered. Would you quite like to run him? Yeah, I'm, uh, subject to ground, etc. Yeah, we, we, you know, there's a bit of rain coming in, so we'll see. We're nothing confirmed as yet, but um, be nice to get a run into him. But he's as good fresh as well, so we're not overly pushed. Yeah, and is he is he in good form? Are you sort of pleased with the way he's working his way through the season? Yeah, he's in super form. Yeah, you know, obviously his run up the north was a very good run. He was unlucky to get beaten, and, and he's been in great form since. Okay, and as far as the the future's concerned, obviously he's a a fifth of the price for the Ryanair as he is for the Gold Cup. But it are the are both races still still options? I would say we're very much leaning towards the Ryanair, but again, you know, nothing. We have we have our options, and that that's that's a long way away. We haven't uh, firmed anything up yet. Hopefully, as was the case last year, the Clarence House chase from Ascot on Saturday will be rearranged to Cheltenham next weekend. If so, it sounds like John Bond is a likely runner. However, it was reported by Sporting Life this afternoon that El Fabiolo is likely to stay in Ireland and target the Dublin Racing Festival instead. John Bond could, though, be joined by last year's winner, editor De Gite, whose trainer Gary Moore was on this morning's podcast to have his say on whether next weekend is an appealing option. A hundred percent, certain, yeah, because I was thinking when I heard that Alfabiola might not be coming over, I was thinking of supplementing him anyway if it had got stayed at Ascot, you know. Um, but then when I knew, knew that it was definitely coming over, so uh, we, I'm a hundred percent certain we will, we will uh, a- a- enter it if we're allowed to if the race is reopened, you know. Yeah, and of course last year you had a similar sort of Irish 
uh, beast in an argument at the time coming over and you, you didn't walk away from him and you ended up beating him and, and Edward Stone. So you're not one yeah, to walk sure. away from a horse, are you? No, no, definitely not. You know, like he, he's 10 years old now, so it's not as if he's going to, you were really sort of nurturing him or anything like that. And, you know, like he's still got time to go to games for it afterwards as well, you know, so it'd be, it'd be just, a, you know, hopefully, I, I can't see history repeating itself, but, you know, we've got to get the race on first, haven't we, you know, so, um, uh, I'm sure uh, we, we, we were definitely suffering him. Yeah, and you did say, yeah, and you said last year it was a track thing as well, that it, it's, it, he's really effective round one and not round the other. Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, he he, he, he seems to run his best racing chair, and the way the weather is at the moment, it, it probably the ground will be more in his favour than most of them because it it will be on the quick side, you know. Entries for the novice chasers at Cheltenham were released this week, and unsurprisingly, Irish horses dominate most of the fields and certainly dominate the betting. One horse who made a surprise appearance in the entries and could provide a boost to British hopes, in terms of trainers anyway, was last season's Martin Pipe winner, Irocco, who we originally thought was out for the season after picking up an injury following his hugely impressive debut over fences at Warwick in November. He's been given the option of both the Arkle and the Turners, and so Nick put a call into his trainer, Ollie Greenall, to get the latest. Yeah, sort of the early advice was it's going to be sort of three months off. And then we just felt that's probably going to push it too late to get him, you know, get him ready for any of the spring festivals. But, um, you know, he's just, it seems to have come back to hand a lot quicker. The vets are happy with him. So at this stage, it's just slowly increasing his work and, um, you know, see how we get on. There's no definite plans yet, but he um, actually only had six weeks off. So, you know, if everything went well, you know, there's every chance he could he could go to the festival. Uh, and I said that, you know, it's not going to be easy for him, um, having only had the one run of offences. I, I was going to say, if he's if he's had six weeks off, he can't have been six weeks doing nothing, can he? Otherwise, or has he st- been still been sort of ticking? Yeah, he's been walking and trotting um, and, and sort of cantering towards the end of that six weeks. So, um, it, 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 you know, he... <laughs> We've, we've got we've got a chance, but he's not going to be able to have a prep run between um, between now and and the festival. So that that would be a slight concern. Um, he'd, you know, he'd have to go and do a good race course gallop somewhere, I suppose. Um, you you've been involved in in so many horses of varying degrees of experience down the years. What's your hunch as to whether you know if he was fit and well, he could take something like this off the prep that he's had? Yeah, I think I think he could. Um, just Cheltenham's a different story, isn't it? That's why I'd probably be more comfortable in the Turners. Just, yeah, just it wouldn't just be you know going as quick, I suppose, in the Arkle. Um, I don't know. He he seems like he made a couple of mistakes at Warwick, but on the whole, he was very very good at Warwick. Um, and they seemed to sprint coming out the back, and he, you know, he, he measured the fences extremely well. And Warwick's not the easiest place for a novice either, so we were very impressed. He seems very sure-footed, and the day we went over fences with him at home, he's always been very, very good. And he's one of those horses that really, you know, is setting himself up for a fence a long way out. Um, so, you know, if, if any horse can do it, you know, I'm sure he can. 
and does he make life easy for himself? You know, if you've got a horse on the comeback trail, he's obviously done himself well over the last few weeks. Is he the sort of horse that gives himself the best chance? Yeah, he is. He's he's straightforward to train. Like he's um, he hasn't put a lot of weight on. He's he's looking in good condition. Um, you know, he's 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 not a exuberant horse at home, but he's not lazy either. So he'll do enough at home to get himself fit. Um, yeah, we just have to see how it goes. Um, if we can't get to Cheltenham, we can't get to Cheltenham. We can look at something else. Um, we'll probably just, you know, the next couple of weeks is going to be whether we know we'll have a chat with AP and Frank and just, you know, decide. Because um, there is there is a race a couple of weeks before Cheltenham that he could possibly go for and then just go to H or something like that. So we'll, you know, we just, we'll, we'll, we'll know a bit more. We're just going to take each day as it comes, really. Rather shocking news came through on Monday that Nigel Twist and Davis's longtime head lad, Richard Bevis, known to many as Sparky, had been involved in an accident at home on his farm over the weekend and had suffered serious injuries. Fergal O'Brien, who of course was assistant to Nigel for many years and worked alongside Richard, was keen to come on the podcast earlier this week and explain the situation and also to raise awareness of how we can all help. Yeah, um, Sparky's uh, uh, son will set up a GoFundMe page. Um, looks very difficult time for all of them, for all of us really, you know, that are closest to, to, to Richard. Um, uh, you know, we've been friends since we were 70, I was 17, he was 18, uh, from Captain Foster's. So, um, yeah, this is a big blow to, to, to us all, to his, to his wife, Dom, and, and like I say, son, William. Uh, and his, his three brothers. So um, yeah, look, he, he's he's a he's a fighter, but um, and he's he's doing he's doing okay at the minute. He's holding his own, um, but he, you know he's not in a good way, and, and you know he'll be be a long time before he he's back to anywhere near normal. And he was he was alone, wasn't he, on the farm? So no one's entirely sure exactly how this has happened. But as you said, he's he suffered some really significant life-altering injuries. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's got a significant uh, skull fracture and facial fractures, and and uh, yeah one or two other bits and bobs of his eye and stuff so um, but look he's in the right place they've they, they really looked after him um, and um, yeah look it's just if we can try and get a few few quid together for, for, for Dom and Will and, 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 and Richard just make life a little bit easier There's a link to the GoFundMe page on Nick's Twitter profile for those who would like to donate and we'll bring you any updates on the podcast as we get them We'll all be very much keeping our fingers crossed for Richard in his recovery and we're thinking of his family in this difficult time. So that's it for the Saturday edition for another week. I hope you all enjoy the weekend with or without racing. Nick will be back on Monday morning as usual. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily. Brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.